Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and this is episode 70. I'm your co-host Pete. With me as always is my good friend, Howell. Hello, Peter. Hey, man. You sound healthy. I sound like ass. Uh, um, yeah. Can never cold. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I'll do my Are best. you on the back end of it? Uh, I think I'm just past the middle. So, yes, I think technically it's the back end, but there's, you know. Uh, yeah. Pete and I, Pete and I, did not do our usual chatting before this episode. So who knows how this will go? We're ju- we're literally just banging this one out because everything's coming in hot. So you're banging, um, I love it. Yep, yep. Um, so I just dropped my microphone too. This is off to a great start. We're off. Yeah. We're off to a, a swimming start, just like yeah. Kevin McCarthy's speakership, um, <laughs> which. <laughs> Which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but uh, so you've been sick. Anything else to report? Um, it's been unseasonably warm. It's been crazy warm. It's supposed to be cool tomorrow, finally. Some fall weather in the uh, Halloween Chicago decorations area. going up. Uh, they will this weekend, in fact. I'm glad okay. you mentioned that. Um, we're going to go to nice. Menards, which is the Midwest equivalent of uh, Home Depot for you people who don't mm-hmm. live in the Midwest. Um, cause they've got some really great lawn ornaments that we, uh, we saw when we were there last about a week ago and, uh, Leah and James especially want to get a couple of them. So we're going to go pick those up this weekend and decorate our front yard. Can't. How's your fantasy wait. team? You mentioned you were into it last time. So, uh, still, yeah, uh... that's true. Uh, I'm, th- I had my first loss in my main league this past weekend. Uh, mm. my, uh, damn. The dream wide is receivers, over. yeah, my wide receivers underperformed, but I'm three and one. I'm still in first place. I still have the points lead. Um, so we just gotta, you know, we gotta plug and plug in the holes and gotta look at keep, you next week. Look to next week. On. Get those little those little guys to play their play their hearts out, man. Help me out. I, I, did I tell you about my son's uh, introduction to to fantasy football? He and his fifth grade buddies have, are doing a league this year. No, no money or anything. Just it's all for bragging rights. And he is zero and four, and having a rough introduction to Ugh. fantasy football. The first weekend, he was about in tears when he realized he was going to lose. And we've been teaching him that the fun is is just watching and and having the players compete and. Uh, <laughs> um, he hasn't he hasn't really taken to that much, but uh, he drafted a kicker uh, first, didn't he? No, but a kid in his league did draft the 49ers defense in the first round. <laughs> and um, that kid has a better record than my son. Oh, who that's took, sad. Who took Saquon Barkley in the first round and oh. took CD, CD Lamb. So Ooh. he's had some injury issues. Yeah, but, he has um, some high ankle sprains yeah. happening there. I get it. Yeah, so. Uh, anyway, no, nothing is nothing lights reader uh, viewership on or listeners ears on fire like talking fantasy sports. So totally. let's let's move on. Let's move off. Let's that. move it. But um, yeah. So I was. Uh, so we. I guess we recorded what um, a week ago. About, a little over a week. A week, a week ago? and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Like yeah. m- Monday. 
Monday week? Yep. Uh, last Monday? Last Monday. Um, before we jump, lots happen. Before we really get into uh, um, what I wanted to talk about, um, I did. I, my, my wife is now obsessed with Travis Kelsey. Um, As a lot of you, like Swifty fans are now, right? Have you followed the Travis and Taylor? I mean, uh, is it is it real? Not? Is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she's I, gone. I, to, she's gone to two games. I mean, yeah, it, that's pretty real, right? Like, I, I will say, I remember, I I remember they showed Taylor Swift in like the box at the first game at Arrowhead. And she was clapping. Like, I don't know if that's how she really claps in real life, but the way she clapped, it was so robotic. Like, oh, really? Like, like squared shoulders. And like, she wasn't clapping so much as she was just smashing. Wait, her she hands was at together. the Lions game? She was at the game against the Lions that first whatever week? Their ho- whatever their home game was last, not, not this past week, oh. but the week before. Oh, right. Yes, right. So it was the first time Jets, she was at a game. Jets this past week. And then yeah, the Jets week past before week. they were in. Yes, right. Okay. So that was right. That was all happening about a week. Ahead. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be uh, real. I I think so. I yeah. it seems to be like I don't really care. Whatever, it's kind of funny. Um, but it seems to tr- have triggered a lot of people. Like, there's all sorts of articles about like, you know, well, first off, people like are really they're calling it like a woke romance or something because Travis Why? Kelsey because Travis Kelsey is pimping Pfizer uh, COVID shots and um, (laughs) I had not heard that oh yeah there's there's like I there's like it's it's somehow like national review about about it or something and the federal something uh even more inflammatory about their their give me a fucking break yeah it's it's somehow we can't even have like this fun little like you know uh, jock meets mu- musician um, romance story without it becoming a part of the culture war. But well, then um, I now I can't wait for them to break up because it's just going to be like <laughs> twice as bad. Told you so. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, God. I was curious. I have my so I will just say that it has made my wife learn more about um, football players in the last. She so she started listening to Travis and Jason Kelsey's podcast. Yeah, and she's she loves it, and um, <laughs> it's it's crazy uh, the attention that she has given it over the last two weeks, um, yeah. m- much more than myself. But uh, anyway, in in addition to that, oh, did you have something else to say? I, I was just going to say that it reminds me when you mentioned uh, the Kelsey brothers podcast. It made me think that I finally, for the first time, watched Eli Manning and Peyton Manning's show. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. When they basically watch a football game together and then just commentate like while they're watching it, yeah, uh-huh. it, it was. I would never. I you had mentioned it. I it's think pretty on, funny, uh, right? It's hilarious, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so if you haven't watched, uh, it's taken me. Apparently, is this the second season they've been doing it? Maybe the third. It might be the third. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it. But it's it's it is gold. But anyway, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, and. They're just like making jokes the whole time, right? And like, yeah, yeah, just like kind of breaking down the film, but also yeah. just like, you know, making yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so I was gonna say, we're we're gonna, I think, let me see, did I have anything else I wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, um, there was also a debate last week. Yeah, that I did I did not watch, but you texted me. I think you texted me in the middle of it, like. These people are clowns or something like that. 
Um, I did say that. That's true. Wait, let me let me see what you actually wrote. But while I'm looking it up, what did you what did you think of that? That I, don't, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just I, it was it seemed extremely repetitive of the um, not necessarily the content, but definitely like the type of canned answers and sort of the dynamics that were taking place. It was very it was the same as a month ago. You know, I think DeSantis did a better job um, uh, than he did the first debate, but that's still not saying a whole lot. And then I saw DeSantis on um, on Bill Maher's show this past weekend. I watched his interview, and even that, it was like he's just not he's not as likable as I thought he could have been. I don't know if he ever mm. was, but you know, he's just a little he's just stale. But um, you know. And then Tim Scott was kind of, you know, in this time around, he was just not as uh, not as good. He was a little bit weaker than he was the last time. I think he's really banking on the South Carolina primary to be the the his where he's going to shine. But the problem is Nikki Haley, once again, had a really good, intelligent, strong showing. And I think, you know, between the two of them, she she would probably win South Carolina just mm-hmm. based on the fact that she is very well prepared. She's done really well in these two debates she doesn't push back as forcefully as she probably should when she's getting attacked but mm-hmm. hopefully that's something she'll work on chris christie is still the king of freaking snark it's hilarious um vivek was just as slimy and trump-esque as he ever was and then pence was just kind of pence so mm-hmm. it wasn't there isn't really much to really share. No, no, there was no really, really groundbreaking sort of new things to point out from that would make it different from the first debate. But um, it, it was nice to see Nikki Haley have the kind of cons- be consistent from one debate to the next. Um, I think you'll see some of these folks starting to at least I, I would think you would see some of these, these folks start to fall to the wayside and get settled down. There was a poll from New Hampshire that she she is now second in New Hampshire. Mm. Um, second to Trump, at, though, in New Hampshire. For yeah, the oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. But she was polling at 19 percent. Um, well, if Trump keeps on uh, yeah. keeps on tweeting about law clerks uh, for <laughs> judges that's overseeing his cases, he might get thrown in the clink a lot faster than anybody thought. <laughs> uh, that's true. Um so I don't know. I it kind of made me think, like, God, if they could just like consolidate around Nikki Haley, maybe there would be some sort of yeah. um, ch- actual challenge. But yeah. uh, it seems I want to like... see Tim Scott do better, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't know if he's got it in him. Could be uh, wrong. I have been before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch, and I was trying to think if there were any any zingers that I heard from that one. I think some didn't someone say. Didn't was it maybe Nikki Haley that said to Vivek Ramaswamy like, "We're all dumber having her, having listened to you" or something like that? <laughs> did she say something like that? Was I did her? see. I, I I can't remember, but I did see a bunch of memes from uh, Billy Madison when yeah, uh, that's exactly yeah, what it was. That scene, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe it was Pence that said it. Um, uh, so I I I, I think it was that. I think it was actually Pence that said it. Okay. I don't think it was Nikki Haley. And but it was to Ramaswani, right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh, so that happened last week. We didn't we um and not, you know, par for the course it sounds like. So then I went away this weekend. My daughter was in St. Louis playing and I wasn't even paying attention and I look 
all of a sudden Saturday night, I look at my news feed and I see McCarthy agrees to, um, uh, had avoided a shutdown by basically turning to Democrats to help pass a, a, uh, a government funding bill. Now, yeah. I think last week when we talked, we didn't even really did we mention the fact that we didn't think he would end up turning to Democrats to do that. No, I think um, I think you and I both or at least I thought that Republicans would finally down. would would finally well, I thought they would either come to the agreement with them and and come to a unified agreement or they would shut down. I didn't think that the third option of having democratic support was actually yeah something that could happen right so so i saw that and on saturday night and i um this is what we're going to talk about by the way through the rest of the episode um i saw that and kind of thought oh well he kind of did the right thing here he like he made sure the government didn't shut down he reached across the aisle to get um thumbs up um, <laughs> he reached across the aisle to make sure the government didn't shut down. Uh, they worked together. I mean, I think the only thing essentially that was taken out was like Ukraine funding and they were like, we could, um, that was different mostly from the Senate bill was Ukraine funding. Yeah. And so, um, but they, something that they could address at a later date. And I was like, okay, I, I wonder how, um, how the hard right will take that. And I don't even know why I call them the hard right anymore. They're just crazy. Like they don't even stand for any, any far right principles in my opinion, for the most part. Um, and then sure enough, Saturday, Sunday morning on the talk shows, Matt Gates says he's going to introduce a motion to vacate. Um, which Kevin McCarthy had put himself in that position because of the deal he cut nine months ago to get the speakership in the first place. Yep. So which allowed um, a single, any single member to file that motion. Yep. And I think, I don't know. There's a couple things I want to talk about here. I, um, and then obviously as many people probably know at this point on, he filed it on Monday evening. Um, yeah. Monday afternoon, which meant they had, which meant they had 48 hours to vote on it. It was a privileged motion, I guess. Um, which means you have two days to look at me and I'm learning my, my, uh, it's, it's, it's actually, it's not, it has to take place two days later. There's a deadline of two days. Right. Right. So it has to happen within two days. It's not like you have two days of debate, then you vote. It's, it's, you actually have to do it within two days. Yeah. And so, so then, uh, perhaps, to his detriment, McCarthy called the vote yesterday afternoon. Um, maybe he could have used more time to do a little bit of horse trading, but um, well, he would have left. Uh, well, know. I mean, he he is. Yeah, we can talk about that. And then, so yesterday, first they voted on a motion to vacate. No motion to table. I, table yes. to table the motion. Table which, motion, which, yeah. fa- which failed. Yep. Um, that's where if he had cut a deal with Democrats, that's where they would have or could have not would have, but could have supported him. Uh, okay. But they, they did not. They they did not. They, and then, they, they, they 
ate popcorn and watched the show. Yeah. And then and then after that they proceeded directly to a vote for a motion to vacate where eight Republicans mm-hmm. voted with all Democrats and I believe he lost something like 218 to 208 um to to vote vacate the house whereupon he said he is not going to run again and so now the house has ground to a halt while a an interim speaker is it Patrick McHenry? Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. And a bow tie wearing motherfucker. Um, he's a good. He's a good dude. Um, who, uh, because he's, of a nine, he's one of the good ones. Hal, be nice. Nine eleven provision, um, to ensure continuity of government. They there's an interim speaker, but his only duties, from what I can tell, are to, uh, make sure to usher in a new speaker. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so now the and house it's, it was, is, it's a secret too. Nobody knew that he would be named the uh, speaker pro tem. Um, because that's the whole point of it, the nine eleven provision continuity. is that it, it for continuity. It had to be a secret. Like you can't have it be an identified position because their life could be in danger too. And right under the nine eleven scenarios. Okay. So now the house is adjourned for a week. I think. Um. Uh, they canceled all votes for this week. They will come back next. Okay. Correct. So now that the facts have been laid down, um, I guess I would say ask you just, to, you know, as a, as a alumnus of the esteemed institution who's making a face at me right now, what are you – I we talked about Kevin McCarthy a lot on this show, and we kind of thought this might happen at some point, but I, I, it, to have it – he is the first speaker ever to, to get booted. To get booted uh, by his by own vote. caucus. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, other speakers in the past have have the writing has been on the wall, and so they have stepped down. Yeah. This, he is the first to be forcibly removed, and so what are your what are your what were your thoughts on all I, of this? He, I mean, I didn't think this would happen, but. It, it did because he created the situation where it could and would happen. I mean, this is all his fault. He wanted the job so bad that he gave, he gave up every protection and uh, every other speaker in the history of the country has ever had from something like this from, from happening. So I don't, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for him, but I, my, my sympathy level is not very high, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, you know, the thing I think is the probably the douchiest thing of all is is Matt Gates filing the motion, but with no intention of running for speaker himself. Like, I kind of feel like if you're going to be the asshole that files the motion to vacate, you better be throwing your name in the ring for the position because it's like you're just a bomb thrower at that point. You've got no substance to back up who you are and what you're doing. But, you know, that's just me, I guess. So watching this all come out, come kind of work its way out now, the names that are popping up, I'm, that's why I keep on looking back at my other computer because I want to make sure I got this all right. So obviously we have two, I would say, front runners. Steve Scalise, who's the current majority leader from Louisiana, um, who has cancer right now, but apparently is going through treatment and is doing well. So that's great. Survived the uh, congressional softball assassination attempt several years ago. Um, and then Jim Jordan, who is running the committee to the on house, the house committee to stop the government from doing what they're supposed to be doing or whatever you call that committee. Weaponization. 
The weaponization, that's the word I was looking for. Um, those are the two that are kind of in the, in the, um, that are going to be running at this point. And it's interesting to see like what some of the, <laughs> so here are the other ideas that I've been reading about. Um, Andy, representative Andy Harris from Maryland wants Byron Donalds from Florida, who's mm-hmm. freshman conservative. Fine. Representative Troy Nels, Niels, I forget, of Texas, is pushing Trump, for right? Donald Donald Trump yeah. and apparently has several other members who are going to push that forward. That's awesome. Nels is uh, the one, if you'll recall, that when he was being interviewed during the 15 vote, uh, Voterama McCarthy uh, <clears throat> nomination in January, when he was on CNN, called it the Clinton News Network. Yeah. So. He's a very serious individual. He's a serious individual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Very proud of him. Um, so that that's that's kind of the interesting thing, like that that, that sort of thing is still happening, talking about Donald Trump being mm-hmm. speaker, you know, elected speaker of the house. But um the yeah, one other like, thing you left the one other thing you left out though about uh, Patrick McHenry and his powers, he has the power to kick Nancy Pelosi out of her Capitol office. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Um, I was talking to a Democratic friend of mine uh, earlier today about it, and he was like, he's like, you're he's like, you're guys, this is bullshit kicking her out. I'm like, first of all, he's like, she's Speaker Emerita. I'm like, first of all, that's not a real thing. That's just a honorary title that her caucus bestowed on her. It's not like that's an official position. And she's not in leadership. She's not she doesn't serve on the leadership team. She shouldn't have an office in the Capitol, period, even if it's one of the the privileged or special hideaway offices. So I don't have any problem with her getting kicked out of that office. Now kicked out to put Kevin McCarthy in what's going to be his, apparently that's the rumor that it's so Kevin McCarthy can have the office. Why? I I asked the same question. Is he going to, is it an honorary title he's going to get from the new speaker? I highly doubt it, but just found that interesting. Uh, Well, I, she's, I thought she said something that like, she let Dennis Hastert or something keep his for, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple like eighteen months or something when he when she took over from him, which did she take over from him? I don't. Maybe she, the first time she was. She did. No. She, yeah, she became speaker um, after Hastert. I mean, okay, yeah. that's fine. She's had nine months in her little special capital office. Like, it just seems petty know. and. And it, oh, it, it totally does. I have, I do, uh, I can't argue against that all day. I can't argue against that. But what I will say is, like, it is kind of a stupid thing to be upset about, just from a rank and file thing or perspective, or like a normal human being perspective, because she's not like. Well, she's not, you know, I she mean, has no, she has could, no power. She, she has could no have just, office to be held. Yeah, if she if she had wanted to, she could have just left and not even made a big deal out of it. Right. Um. When they when they said it. And just not not let them know it got under her skin because that's exactly yeah. what they're trying to do. To me, that that type of stuff shows that, and the fact that the Republicans are thinking about nominating like Jim Jordan or Trump Trump shows they have learned no lessons at all from from this complete clown show that has been the House for the last nine months. Um, and you know what? I will give Kevin McCarthy credit for. When the when the rubber hit the road, is that the phrase? I don't know. Mm. Um, he he avoided a debt ceiling default, and he got the government not to shut down by doing the right thing. He cut a deal 
with Biden for the debt ceiling. Um, and then he uh, obviously kept the government open this last week. So like I, for a moment I had this like, Oh gosh, maybe they will like nominate someone who is more of a, a, a moderate and maybe someone like Steve Scalise would be willing to, to, you know, put some things up there that some of the more centrist Democrats could, could get on board for, but yeah, I don't know. He's pretty, he seems pretty, um, pretty dyed in the wool. Like, you know, he's going to support, I don't know. He's, he's kind of like a McConnell type where it's like, you're not going to get much from him on the, he's pretty savvy politically yeah. and says, says all the talking points. So I don't know that he's going to be the person. To well, I mean, and, but the thing too, that they have to consider is like, you know, the speaker, especially the who is even though he's not technically the leader of the caucus, but by default the speaker really is. Um, his fundraising operation is what keeps a lot of House Republicans, you know, able to run for their for their offices. So choosing a new speaker that that actually has to factor in on who's going to take over that fundraising apparatus, the political side of things. And Jim Jordan just does not fit that bill at all. Steve Scalise does. So I think that's one of the things I'll definitely consider as they look to who their next leader is. Also, it seems like a lot of members are already starting to coalesce around Scalise. You've got ta- you've got Tom Emmer who is talking about running for majority leader. You've got Elise Stefanik who is going to figure out what she wants her next position to be, whether that's whip or whatever. Um, but she's going to want to move up in the ranks as well. And they're all coalescing more behind Scalise. So it really does kind of seem like a bench thing where, you know, the top guy's gone. So now everybody's going to move up a, a notch at this point. How much um, of this was um, personality based in that, like, you know, maybe some people didn't like Kevin McCarthy. I mean, what, what led Nancy Mace to, to vote for a vote for him to vacate, you know, like, is she going to be someone who's going to get behind Steve Scalise, are we going to have another like, you know, 15 rounds of voting for whomever, or are they going to, I mean, do you think they're going to come up with someone who can get elected on the first ballot? I mean, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I know the answer to any of that just because of how things went when McCarthy got elected. I think the problem with like people like Nancy Mace, I think nobody trusted McCarthy, obviously, because it took him doesn't, you know, two dozen ballots. It wasn't two dozen, but it was a lot to win 15. the speakership and to win the speakership in the first place. So clearly he had trust issues among his caucus before this all even happened, you know, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, I think who knows, maybe in the negotiations with the Democrats, maybe he did say one thing to his caucus and then went and did another. And maybe he's just did that one too many times over the last several months. And they just said, and they just had it. And like we said before, he signed his own death warrant by giving up all of the protection that he could have had when he ran for this, the speakership back uh, earlier right. this year. So there's clearly, clearly nobody trusts him. I think a lot of people do actually trust Steve Scalise. Um, I think they, I think that is the idea. I think if who knows what Jim Jordan's going to do and how this is going to work, but I think at the end of the day, maybe not the first ballot, but second or third, I hope it doesn't go beyond that again. I think to have a replay of earlier this year would be just a clown show of a, of, you know, on a level that we've never seen before. And that says a lot because we've seen a lot over the last year. 
But um, I hope they coalesce around Steve Scalise just because I think he does fit the bill. He's a political policy guy, can do the fundraising. I think he can unify better than McCarthy ever could. Um, you know, he's a legend from the from the assassination attempt. Um, you know, he's Is, a workhorse. Uh, will they have will the single single member motion to vacate still be um yeah still be question. in play? I I that's I mean, I, I'm how assuming do the rules carry over or like do they have to write new rules for his speakership? I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I think guess we're in, we're on uncharted territory. We're right? in uncharted yeah, I think we are. We're in uncharted territory. I mean, I it's the same congress, so maybe you know, maybe those rules carry over until the next congress convenes in a year and a half. Um, I don't know. It's a great question. It's something I mean, we need to keep watching for. How, how much how there's what probably depending on the day there's six to ten republicans who will are potential bomb throwers in in this in this congress wait ask that again on any given day there's between what six and ten republicans who who could stand up and say something crazy or do something crazy uh, like this. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think, you know, is it worth like, are the, <laughs> I just wonder if they're going to nominate someone who could end up being in the same position that McCarthy is. Um, but yeah, he, he seemed uniquely, uh, well, there, <laughs> There, there was a good term. I know you don't read the bulwark anymore, but they called him self-gelded, which is a, a very, very appropriate term for how you define his speakership. Because as you said, he he created his ineffectual ineffectiveness um, yeah. by all the concessions. So perhaps whoever whoever's gets nominated next might just be like. Because everyone knew how bad McCarthy wanted this job. Yeah. Um, perhaps Steve Scalise will get up there and be like, "I like kind of the Paul Ryan pr- pr- uh, approach. Like, I don't want this job. I'm doing this job for you guys. Yeah. So you, I'm not going to be making concessions. You, if you want me to do this, then we're going to do this on my terms, and I'm yeah. not going to do any of this stupid shit. I don't know. Maybe that will be, and then maybe there would actually be, uh you know, a governing, a way to govern and run the, run the house. Yeah. I mean, I think the question would be like, does Jim Jordan, does he, would he agree to this, to that kind of, those kind of restrictions as well? I mean, he probably would agree to it because he knows there's, he knows there's no risk, but I think what the, what that Republican caucus has got to understand is that, that speakers are going to have to cut deals somehow they're going to there are going to be members of the mm-hmm. of their caucus that gets shafted just like there's mm-hmm. members of the democratic caucus caucus that get shafted but they they they're they're trying to live in this like the purity test has just gotten out of control especially over the last 15 you know 10 15 years where you know the ratings from the American Conservative Union you know or CPAC means so much in a more in the most ridiculous way possible that they just can't fathom you know having a differing opinion from what the current conservative orthodoxy might be 
Well, compromise is a dirty word, you know? Yeah, like bipartisanship, you're compromise. Yeah. yeah. You're considered a traitor, you know, uh, um, and it goes back to this sort of, you know, sentiment that the Democrats are trying to destroy, like actively trying to de- they destroy the country. Like they don't, people, that, that message is being being displayed loud and clear across the the right wing media sphere and so if you if you are perpetuating that lie you know democrats may be doing things that you think are harming the country but they're they're doing it because they think it's better for the country but um if you're perpetuating that lie then you can't turn around and then compromise with them because you've essentially undercut your own position that you're doing things for the country because now you're working with enemies of the country. So it's, um, it, they've, they've backed themselves into this corner where now, you know, they have to go home and be like, why did you cut the deal with the, the Democrats? They just want to destroy the country. And then you have to, so it's easier just to almost demagogue and blame and, and kind of do, it's easier to do what Matt Gates does, honestly. Yeah, because yeah, I agree with that. There's no, there's no real hard work to be done there. Right. Well, that's why I said it's like you know, the, to to file the motion to vacate and then not ha- not actually throw your think that you've got your better person for the job. It's just to be a bomb thrower. It's just to cause chaos, mm-hmm. and that's what they've been doing this whole time. There's no such thing as a legislating, and I mean, you know, I, I I get the argument too that. Democrats think Republicans are trying to destroy the country and Republicans think Democrats are trying to destroy the country. It's a, it's a two way street there. Um, but you know, neither sides, well, at least I think in the public perception, the Democrats do more to minimize that perception than the Republicans do. I think the Republicans almost embrace it in a way that's just weird to me. Um, even though I know that both sides are, are view, view each other that way. Um, I well I will I will disagree because I think there are there are certainly some people who refer to you know everything that Republicans do as um you know trying to uh you know make sure people can advance and um make America authoritarian and blah 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 um but I don't think I think the difference is, and maybe maybe you you is that I think there's that echo chamber that a lot of the Republicans are talking to in Fox News and Newsmax, where they um, like it's a self fulfilling prophecy, and I I think you talk to you hear a lot of especially with Biden being the leader of the party. He wants to, he wants to negotiate. He wants to work with them. That he grew up and he he had his career in a system of bipartisanship, where you know it was about figuring out what you could do. No, I'm saying, what <laughs> Biden didn't ha- Biden didn't Biden didn't have a career of bipartisanship in the Senate. You you gave me this. No, I no, I, I I think I think he did, but he's not a senator anymore, and I don't. No, think but what he, I'm saying, I don't is think he has necessary. I don't think he's necessarily handled his presidency in, uh, you know, under a blanket of bipartisanship. I think he is. 
Well, that's because he's got a, a opposition that doesn't isn't really interested in in negotiating maybe, with. Maybe, but he also does and things. He's got to do. Yeah, what he's got to do. But he also does plenty of things to intentionally antagonize his opponents as well. I mean, I'll take let's take the UAW uh, uh, protest going on right now or protest uh, strikes right now, where he shows up on the picket line with them, like. Mm-hmm. That you can be a pro union, pro labor president, but to actually show up and walk the picket line, albeit for twelve minutes, but whatever, and and try and say could. that, yeah, and try to nap. say, and try to say that you represent all of America is horseshit. It's horseshit. Well, that's you. I mean, that's you are, that is an that's not an actual thing. policy thing. That's a political. But it, but it kind of it is. But it, but it can also be a policy thing because he mm-hmm. is choosing a side and a republic and a president should never pick sides in that kind of situation. You can always say, well, I hope I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for an equitable, you know, agreement that benefits the American worker to build the middle class. You can say stuff like that, but then to actually show up on the picket line, I think is completely inappropriate for any U S president to do that. I mean, I, I disagree. I don't think it was, I mean, you're you're also, it too. So (laughs) when did it, when, when did Trump do he, it? He, he went. He went to the the auto workers as, as well. Like yeah, but he didn't later. get on the he didn't get on the picket line. He went to give a speech, and it's also oh. highly suspect who was actually in that crowd. If it was actual labor, you know, actual members of the UAW that were in the crowd. I I mean I I I saw both of those as campaign, um, which uh, makes it which makes it even more inappropriate for Joe Biden. Why is that? He can't campaign. No, because that's not what he was there to do. He wasn't there to be a camp. That wasn't a campaign stop. That wasn't paid for by the committee to reelect Joe Biden, president of the United States. That was wow. an official White House event. Well, that's true. If it was, if 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 it was, um, now I I certainly do not. I mean, if you ask me, I would I would not say that that is um, a position that I would be. I would not. I'm not agreeing with Joe Biden's position here. I'm just saying that. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got onto this. All I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I. Neither do I. Um, it was back to uh, def- saying that I think Republicans, in large part, um, have created a larger group within them that cannot. Or, or are not willing to negotiate with um, like, it's like non-starter. Like they, they just, and, and yes, there are people on both sides of both parties that refer to the other ones essentially as, you know, enemies of the state. Um, but I, I, I think that this is it, ultimately we everyone needs to negotiate in a democracy and figure out what can work for the most number of people. So I won't give anyone, I will say the problem is not just it's in our politics and in our conversation in general. And so no, no party gets a pass in that regard. Yeah. Okay. Fair Um, enough. I do think Republicans are worse at the moment. Um, (laughs) uh, And, and, and for whatever reason, there, there were extreme liberals in Nancy Pelosi's house, and she didn't have this happen to her. So, you know, what? She didn't. 
I don't think she had to contend with as large of a uh, crazy side of her party as, as the Republicans I, have right now. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would say that is why it happened is because I think there are Republic- un- I think there are way too many unrealistic expectations. I think there is a there this contingent of House Republicans right now that are that made McCarthy's life a living hell have unfortunately uh, think they can fix everything in one or two year one term. And they won't take no for an answer and don't understand, you know, that you build these things. You have to build your coalition. You have to build your policy chops. Like, and they just, that's not. Or, of any or they don't, they're, they're, or they're not really interested in. Or they're not really. Yeah, at all. That is certainly just a possibility. grandstanding. That's certainly a possibility. Um, and doing it for the clicks. Uh, which I think it, it, it does seem that maybe Matt Gates will be ostracized a little bit after this. Um, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like Republicans have finally had enough of him. Um, but I guess I time have. will tell. Well, we <laughs> that that ship sailed several. Is this his second term? Was he in his second term? Second or third? Yeah, something like that. So he he's before he's been in our lives for four years. Something like that. Awesome. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we can fact check. Good that. times. Um, all right. Well, we wanted to keep this at about 40 and we're at 40 tonight. So, um, stay tuned. I have other things I'd like to talk about, so maybe we'll record again in a a week or so, but, um, anything else you want to say before we talk about what we're into? I think it's all, I think it's good. I think, uh, it's going to be good. It's good. It's going to be good. Okay. All right. Uh, so (laughs) what are you into, buddy? I just I'm into freaking getting healthy. I'm tired of being sick. I feel like I've been sick for the past week and a half and have my kids my kids have been sick for the past week and a half and um so I haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to get into much thus last week except for like a bottle of Nyquil. Um so I'm going to work on that and have a much better answer the next time we record. Um I'm also Are you still well, playing actually, poker. Yeah, I haven't been able to play much in the last month just because I've been traveling so much for work. I'm going to be in Dallas next week uh, for a conference, Tuesday to Friday. Um, but I might meet up with my old uh, soccer coach, uh, Craig Savage, past uh, oh. guest of this show, friend of, friend of the pod. I'm hoping to I see hope him. Listens. I think he does. I think uh, I'm pretty okay. sure he does. So I think uh, I'm going to try and I need to text him tomorrow, see if he wants to meet up for dinner Tuesday night, and maybe we can go to uh, Texas Card House and play some hands of poker. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, we'll see. Wait, wait uh, before I tell you what I'm into, which is not very exciting, but um, uh, real good. That's, that's called a tease, folks. Um, did you say that you are friends with Patrick McHenry's chief of staff? Well, I am. So my buddy uh, is the staff director of the House Financial Services Committee, oh, okay. which, which Patrick McHenry is the chair of. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, um, I listeners, I'm trying to get Pete to ask if he'll join us maybe after all this is over. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll ask uh, when this is all done. He'll probably still say no, but we'll um, yeah, since he will That's still right. be working for Patrick McHenry. But yeah, well, he, we could we'll like see. change his voice or something. Uh, it can be like, even though we just outed him as the yes. as the staff director is, of the committee, he works. He this it's our our next guest works for a Senate uh, a, a congressman. We'll call um, Patricia Mc, Mc, McTenry. 
Um, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what we'll cover it up. Um, so anyway, uh, stay tuned for that. But so I am into my iPhone 15. That's what oh, I'll tell God, you. What I'm into. Oh <laughs> um, I think Jesus. now we've, we've been, th- we've been doing this podcast enough where I've probably said that, like, I probably said, I'm this might be the third or fourth 13. time. I'm, I'm into my iPhone 13. Yeah. Um, but it's made of titanium in case you haven't seen the commercials. It's, it's are all of them made of titanium or just a, a certain one? I think all of them. All, oh, okay. all of the pros are made all the pro. Oh, so you have a pro. Did you get a pro or a pro max? A pro. A pro a max pro. is like a, you need a purse to carry that thing around. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> do you have a purse? I was, um, I thought you would. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, actually I'll say, for the most part, it, it's basically like a 14, but the camera's good and the battery life's good. So I was on I was on the back end of my contract anyway, so why not just extend my indebtedness to Apple for another year? I think I, I'm on the back end of my uh, I have an iPhone 13 Pro, and I think I'm almost done paying it off, like as of maybe even this month. If So if that's mm-hmm. the case, I'm going to upgrade oh, as well. There you go. I can't, can't wait. Um, so anyway, that's it. That's what I'm into. Lovely. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this tonight, pal. Um, yeah. Thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter X at Apros Politics or Apro yeah Apros Politics. Jesus, and get us where you ever get wherever you get your podcasts at Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. That's right. Until then, I'm actually Mike. Well, not a casino, a card house, but whatever. We will go to a casino. It's like a casino. It's like a casino. We're going to a place like a casino. Love it. Good night. Bye.